Welcome to a special edition of the Recordings of a Fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm. On Sunday, the 1st of October, we made it through the longest month of our lives. <laughs> Didn't September feel like it was just going to drag on? Like, seriously, I was just like, oh my God, when is this month going to be over? And we've made it to pure, beautiful weather. Beautiful weather for my, for my niece's birthday party, which is going off now. Thank God. We had to cancel twice. <laughs> my poor brother and sister-in-law. Cancel twice, and we're having the birthday party today, so thank you, God. It's gorgeous out. Anyhow, I thought I'd start with that off because uh, what I'm going to say is probably not going to sound music to your ears for some of you, or some of you may sound good. First of all, can I just say that I like, I like this coach already? So last night he was quoted as... Um, saying back checking is a universal language there's no system involved there finishing your checks competing for pucks is a universal language execution has to be a universal language and so there is no excuses for that bingo finish your checks compete for pucks execute the plays you know i can guarantee you their next few practices are not going to be fun and rightfully so and rightly so but I really like what he's doing in practice because I've said it again. I'm going to probably say this another dozen times, a thousand times this season. The way you practice is the way you're going to perform. That goes for every sport. Every sport. Now, let me go and talk about the Ranger fans for a minute. Okay. Um, first of all, I don't need to read things that people are having conversations with other reporters because uh, telling me what Laffy was doing over the summer. Um, he is a immature 21 year old turning 22 in about, I think two weeks, two or three weeks. He's turning 22. So he's 22. Okay. He's an immature 22 year old. The fact that he was constantly worried about social media and what the fans were going to send him. Okay. Um, shows you how immature and how sensitive and weak he is. Okay. Because I said this and I want to repeat what I said. Um, I want to say it as clear as I said it. Um, because I just, I don't want, I don't want it to be any other way. Um, but I'm going to try to see if I can find it. First of all, okay, so I will say this. Johnny Lazarus covers the team. So he, he posted a video of Connor Bernard Saturday, yesterday, at a practice trying to, I guess, Aim for aim for goals, like he was doing one of those um, skills, the skill I don't want to call it a test, but a skill I can't think of the word. He was doing some sort of skill thing at practice. Let me just call it that. Okay, where he was shooting shooting the net, he's shooting pucks into the net, maybe aiming for like the corners and like that kind of stuff, right? So he he tweets Connor it's Saturday have a beer. First of all, he's fucking eighteen. He cannot have a beer. 
Why would you even want to imply to an athlete, it's fucking Saturday, dude, sit down and have a beer? No, he should not be sitting down and having a beer, regardless that he's 18. But then the comments attacking Laffy in that post were fucking ridiculous. So I posted this. I said, just because there are no posts out there showing you Laffy's off-season workout and what he does after practice, does it mean he doesn't want it as bad as you? Back off. You can be critical constructively, but attacking him is, there's no point to attacking Laffy, okay? There is no point to doing it. I just don't understand why we have to go after him. Okay. Because there's no reason. Okay. Um, let me see if I can find the other thing that I said. Because it was really important that I said it. I don't know if I have it anymore. I don't know where it is, but I will try my best to say it. Okay. Here's what I'm just going to say this with, I'm just going to paraphrase what I wrote on Twitter. Okay. It's not about Laffy's skill set. This is all about his mindset. The fact that He's so concerned about fans messaging him on Instagram and tagging him in posts and tagging him in stories is concerning enough because that just means that just means he does not have a championship mindset and he is so concerned about what the fans are going to tell him. And the fact that he still knows what fans are saying proves that his idea in his head of blocking people out from doing that on Instagram is going to help. See, the noise is always going to be there. There are going to be trolls that are going to come after you no matter what the fuck you do. Uh, take it from me. I know. Okay. They come after you no matter what the hell you do. Okay. The fact of the matter is you need to grow thick skin, Alexei. Lexi Lafonier. Hello, Lafonier. Mr. Lafonier. <laughs> you need to grow some thick skin. I think this is an opportunity for growth all around personal growth, professional growth, because personally, you need to learn how to deal with people who are going to say negative shit about you. First of all, it's none of your business what people think of you. I've learned that from an early age. It's none of your fucking business. Don't give two shits what people think about you. All that matters is what you think about yourself and how you treat yourself. Don't worry about what people say. Because people are wrong half the time anyway. We all know that. And they're just going by what they look at. They're not going, they're not going by um, anything else. Because they're not there. They're not behind closed doors. Now. Um, you can't say that he's a bust after three preseason games where he's trying a new position under a new coach with a new system. You gotta give him time and he's gotta have top six minutes. And the fact that he's not constantly playing with Kreider Amika. If those are gonna be his line mates, he needs to build chemistry with those line mates. Okay. Now, I know it looks bad. And I have said this, I have said, 
He's indecisive. He reminds me of Kako from last year. Because if we all remember how Kako looked, he always looked like he was overthinking. He, his skating was good. He brought the puck over the line. He brought the puck to the net. And then instead of shooting, when he got close to the net, he tried to pass it. And it either, either passed it to the defense or he lost control of the puck. And Laffy's doing the same stupid shit. He is overthinking because he put way too much pressure on himself already because all you fans are calling him a bust. Here's why being a New York sports fan is terrible. I'm going to lay it out. It doesn't matter what sport. It can be baseball, football, hockey, basketball. New York fans are there for the team when the team is doing well. When the team is sinking, everybody throws them under the bus. Okay. They throw them under the bus. Now, I will tell you, being a New York Jets fan right now, all the Jets fans are throwing Zach under the bus. I don't think he should be there. I said that many, many times. I've been proven right. But does that mean that tonight at 8.30 when when they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs that I'm going to start booing Zach Wilson? No. He needs people to support him. He doesn't need people to boo him. The same goes for Laffy. He doesn't need people to boo him and tell him he's a bust and say, oh, he's got to get traded. No. That's, this is the time when you lift people up. You're their cheerleaders. Literally, you are a cheerleader and you are cheerleading for him to break through because you don't, you want him to succeed because if he succeeds, the team succeeds. And let's look at it that way. If he fails, the team fails. You don't want the team to fail. You want the team to win. You want Laffy to win. And just because, like I said, he was stupid when he posted that stupid shit about him, I think playing beer pong, he had like a red cup in his hand, and he was at a bar, the bar was behind him, and he posted pictures of him playing softball during the offseason. First of all, I'm going to say two things about the offseason. The offseason is their fucking time. They don't need to be working out 24 fucking 7. Let it go. And most of you couch coaches probably look like you can probably play, you probably look like a lineman because all you do all fucking afternoon is sit on the couch and gain weight. You don't move. You don't get up and you don't exercise. But God forbid, Laffy is having fun during his summer. You all have to throw him under the bus. Just like I said before, just because he didn't post pictures of him working out like Philip Heedle Fida- did, doesn't mean that he wasn't working out. And if you listen to the interviews after the games, he said he was working with his skating coach. So he, do- he, he was working out. But the offseason is their turn to relax. Relax, unwind, you know, re-energize. That's what the offseason is supposed to be about. Do you think, like when I coached cheerleading, when I coached it, do you think that like when my offseason came, as soon as the season was over, up, up and at them? No, we took, like I took a good month off from doing anything, from looking at any routine, from doing anything. I took a month off complete month off. Every athlete does that. And every athlete should do that. It's not healthy. It's not healthy for them mentally and it's not healthy for them physically to be constantly moving every minute of the day 
all the time. If you never were an athlete, then you don't understand that. If you were, then maybe go back to your days when you were an athlete. And remember that off days are important. Like for example, today, today's my off day. I'm not working out today. Does that mean that I'm being lazy? No, my body needs rest. Just like everybody else's body needs rest. For Pete's sakes. So take it down like five freaking notches. Number one, it's the preseason. Number two, it's a new coach. Number three, he's learning. Well, he's not really learning, but he's getting used to right wing because there's no way in God's green earth they're going to put him on left wing unless it's on the third line. Just think about that. Number four, it's a new system. And number five, again, it's the freaking preseason. Calm it down. Even when the season starts on October 12th and they all look like shit, calm it down. Bring it down. Okay? They don't need to hear it from you. They already know. My God. Then, my, the favorite part of the New York Ranger fan base is that Brendan, Brendan Othman looks like Othman. Othman. Looks like, I love saying his last name. Um, looks like he belongs here. Same as Will, Will Cooley. They both deserve a spot. I don't want to hear, well, there's only room for one rookie. Who the fuck says that shit? There's only one rookie? Really? No, there's not. There's, there's, there's room for both of them. And they both should be here because they're both earning it. So, and, and Brodinski. Johnny looks so freaking awesome. I'm so happy for him. I think he's going to get a shot. I think he is going to be the opening day starting fourth line center. I like that fourth line from last night. Remney, Brodinski, Picklick. Pick, Picklick. I like that. It's the fourth line. I think there's your fourth line right there. Your third line should be Goodrow. Um, trying to think. Who am I going to have as the center? Goodrow, Trocheck. And then I would put Will Cooley on that line. Second line. Or maybe it's Othman. Because you have Wheeler. So we have Panarin, Heedle, and Wheeler on the second line. Or maybe we do, maybe we put Wheeler on the third line. So you have Wheeler on the third line. You don't really need Remney. You can put, um, I was just thinking, you can put somebody else on that line. So there's so many options, like there's so many things to do. I mean, maybe Kako goes on the second line. Maybe Kako actually goes back on the third line and we keep Kako on the third line. With Philip, with, and we put um, him on the third line with Goodrow and with Trocek. I don't think, this is just my thinking, I don't think that Vessi is going to be here. I think they're going to they're gonna send him down. I, I would take Othman over and Cooley over over Vessi. Sorry, I'm not trying to be like mean to Vessi, but those two guys look 10 times better than Vessi. So you move him and then you get rid of Remney and you put maybe you send Remney down. So then you have two spots open right there because you gotta move people around. Picklet deserves a spot and so does Johnny Brodinski on the fourth line. Then this, the third line definitely has to be Trocek with Goodrell because those two I think would be, you have two gritty guys together on that third line and then you add another gritty guy on that third line then of course you're going to have the second line panarin with kako and with philip i think that line would be 
remarkable. Then you have, then you have um, the first line. Obviously, it's going to be Laffy on that first line. Unless they're not going to put him out there. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, do you really want to see Othman on the first line? I don't think you want to start him off on the first line. Maybe you want to start him off on the second line. And maybe you move Kako out of that line. Maybe you put Othman on that second line with Panarin and with um, Filipino. It's going to be interesting. Because on the fourth line, I know people don't want to hear me put Will Cooley on the fourth line. But there's always a possibility. See how there's so many different possibilities? So you shouldn't be shunning any possibility of anything happening. Because at the end of the day, you're going to need to have forwards. And even if they shift people in and shift people out, that's okay. The opening month is going to be like this. It's not going to be set in stone. Nothing is going to be set in stone. They're going to be, it's going to be all trial and error. That's what you do. They still got two other preseason games left for trial and error. And they got to show up. The defense, um, you know, I don't, I don't really have any favorites for the defense. Um, Goofuson, uh, Goof, yeah, maybe. Um, Robertson, he, looked, he didn't look so bad last night. You know, I don't know. I'm all, I'm, I'm okay. As long as Truba does not, is not partner with Miller. Miller and Truba need to be separated. I mean, I think Lindgren goes anywhere, basically. I mean, I know I love Lindgren with Fox, but maybe Miller and Fox is the way to go. And then you move Lindgren with Schneider. And then you have the opening spot with somebody new with Truba because Truba's slow. I love him, but Lord have mercy, he's slow. He's slow, Miller is slow. Miller's big, but just because Miller has big size does not mean he's fast. He's, he's slow. Fox, Fox is pretty quick to fix defensive errors. That's who Miller needs to be with. Lindgren can be basically anywhere because he has a good shot, number one. And two, he's very, obviously he's one of the best blockers. And he blocks pucks no matter what, no matter who he's with. So, I mean, he's, he's, he'll be good with Schneider. And they're two gritty guys together. You got the two gritty guys together. You got Schneider, who hits just like Truba. And you got Lindgren. I think those two... I think those two can be together. And then you got troops. And we got to figure out who to put with Truba. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's still up in the air because we still have two preseason games. Do you get that? <laughs> That's not in yet. But like, let it go, people. Let it go. Stop picking on Laffy. You're only going to make matters worse because if I recall, Everybody didn't like when Howden was here. And then he goes to the Stanley Cup final and what's it? Oh, my God. Look how good he is. We, 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 we chased him out of here. We didn't want him. And now he's winning the Stanley Cup. And then, you know, other players that we've chased out of here, like JT Miller and all these other players, that all of a sudden now you want back. Oh, look at how good he looks. Oh, my God. Why do we get rid of him? Because you people were throwing him under the fucking bus. Hello? Knock, knock. So stop. Be a, be a good fan. Don't be a bad fan. Don't boo him until he can't, he, he loses it. Like I've said, sports is 90% mental. 
and 10% skill. I got no problem with his skill. We all know he's got the skill. We all know he's got the talent. But he's going to be given every single opportunity. This is his for the taking. If he wants it. Now, sometimes, sometimes players don't really want it because they don't want that pressure on themselves. This is his for the taking. He's going to be given opportunities. Does he take the opportunity or does he let the opportunity slide away? Because chances are if he's traded, he's going to end up on some other team's third or fourth line because they're not going to give him the opportunities he's getting now. So he's got to be mentally tough. He's got to have the big dog mentality, not the little dog mentality. That's what he's working with right now. He is working with the little dog mentality, without a doubt. And he's got to learn to just not give a shit about the outside noise. Here's a little bit more of that championship mindset that I really think Laffy needs to hear. So this is like Laffy really needs to hear this. Cut. When you take the risk and make the jump into the unknown, you are reinforcing your belief in yourself and the possibility of getting what you want. Once you learn to access your inner intuition and confidence, you will not push so hard. Doing too much is a result of not believing you will be successful. That's exactly what he's doing right now. Okay. Uh, by visualization and manifesting, you will feel the passion to succeed and you won't have to bottom out to get what you want. You will tap into your natural ability to get what you want. His natural ability is his skill set. When you drive a car, you don't think anything about it. You just get in and drive. You aren't getting out and pushing it either. When we connect to our inner belief, it becomes easier to remember that we are not alone and that the universe helps us. When you set your intention and respond to your desires by the actions you take, you will become successful. So he's gotta do a lot of inner work. He's gotta do mental work. When he does that mental work and he believes in himself and he literally, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna stop what I'm saying. I'm gonna say this something else, ready? Look in the goddamn mirror every single day laughing. That goes for all your teammates. You look in the mirror and say, I got this. I believe in myself. I am talented. I'm skilled. I'm a winner. Every day. Every single day. Because when you say that in a mirror, you're reflecting it back to yourself. You're believing in that. You're believing in your success, that you're going to have success. It's already done. Your success is already done. You got this. Confidence. Confidence that we can do something is trusting our intended outcome will occur. So when you have confidence in yourself, you are telling the universe that you believe you're going to be successful. I'm, I'm going to be successful. Like there are a couple like affirmations that I say, like one of them, I'm trying to think, which one can I say? Like, okay, I am rich. I am the money. I am the fame. I am the bag. I am the benefits. Something so simple. And I say it every day in the mirror, reflecting back to me. And I know that I'm going to make it. Like, I'm destined to be successful. 
it's already done. My desires desire me. I am going to be successful. And I've been successful because I believe in my success already. It's already done. He doesn't believe he's going to be successful. So therefore, he's not going to be successful. And the same can be said about Zach Wilson. They don't believe they're going to be successful because they buy into what everybody else is selling them, that they're a bust, that they're no good, that they need to be traded, that they're not going to be successful. When you buy into that shit, guess what happens? It's negativity. And that's all you're surrounded by is negative. Um, bum, 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 bum. Do, do, do. Let me see if I have anything else that I can actually say. Um, okay. Okay. All right. We block joy and inner peace. We may try to feel good about ourselves, but we are pulled down with depression, self-pity, and guilt. So we are told to close off negative feelings because they are unhealthy, when that's a complete lie. When you suppress negative emotions, you numb your ability to feel your true desires. Okay, that goes for the championship mindset for playing sports winning the championship, personal success, relationships, dating, love, all that kind of stuff. Nature always seeks balance. Positive will always attract negative. Negative will always attract positive. The secret is to learn how to recharge and decharge negative energy. So you're going to recharge positive energy and you're going to decharge negative energy. That's, this is, I'm telling you, this is exactly what the team needs to do. But, you know, I mean, Jacob Chuba didn't want to sit down with me and go over this. Like, I literally have the keys for him to win. I've won championships. He has won zero. Zero, nada, nothing. But yet, he wants to sit with, like, you know, other people like Gary V, who know shit about what they're telling you. Like, I will tell you this. Gary V has ruined more entrepreneurs' lives than I can even tell you. I can even... I can even tell you. Now, first of all, Gary, Gary V describes himself as self-made, but he also inherited a $3 million wine business. He has a good business and he hit it at the right time. Beyond that, he's not special or innovative. And I'm, I'm so, so surprised that even um, Henrik Lundqvist sat down with this man. Okay. Gary has single-handedly done more damage to the lives of 20-something-year-olds by the, that they buy this crap that in, um, that in five minutes that anyone else has ever heard of life for, of advice before. They buy into his crap, okay? Simply working harder will not necessarily make you achieve more, and that's what he, that's what he preaches. And that's bullshit. I can tell you that's bullshit. Sometimes it even makes you achieve less, which is very true. The 80-20 principle, which is widely accepted theory as to relationship between effort and results. It states that roughly 20% of our efforts in any endeavor actually achieve 80% of the results. So maybe Gary Vee got successful by working 15 hours a day and giving his 20s to his work, but he probably could achieve very close to the same results by working a lot less each day. Just because you're working doesn't actually mean you're achieving more. In fact, it may mean you're achieving less for a lot of things, especially creative pursuits. And our brains need downtime in order to process information we're trying to sort through. Have you ever heard him say that shit? 
No. And then he tells you that education is bad and blah, blah, blah. And it's a, that's a, he's a crock. Okay. He's fake. He says a few fucking little things and everybody like jumps on his fucking bandwagon. He's ruined. I can tell you person. I can tell you he has ruined entrepreneurs lives. And I will end with this. If you're going to give up your entire twenties for work, because you're going to just be, you're going to hustle and that's all you're going to do. You just wasted your life, your life's away. Life is short. You need to grasp onto things. Enjoy every single moment of the journey. If you don't enjoy the journey, you're not going to enjoy when you become successful because you just wasted it away. That's life in a nutshell. Life is look at look at poor Chris Snow, which, you know, I send my love to his his family and his friends. My God. Life is so short. You don't know what's coming tomorrow. None of us do. Grasp it, hold on to it, enjoy every single moment of the journey. You're going to get to where you got to go, but enjoy getting there. Even when, even the negativity. Because like I enjoy every single part of it, even when I get frustrated, even when I get angry, even when people don't want to listen to me. <laughs> even when people reject me, even when people want to call me names. I don't care. I'll, I'll take that as a lesson. I'll look at it from a different perspective. I'll sit with it for a minute and then I'm back at it with my positivity. That's exactly it. See, I charge and recharge. I discharge and recharge. That's what you got to do in life, not just for sports. So let's get back to the Rangers for a second. Okay. They all need the championship mindset. I mean, look at Panarin with his haircut, his hair. I mean, seriously, you think your hair is the reason why you, you, you didn't show up in the playoffs? No. Look at what Kreider says. You know, pit in his stomach and chip on the shoulder. This, the, the, the same cliches. Do you really think that this team has this? That's my concern. This team does not have a championship mindset. Do you really think they have the championship mindset? I don't. I think they have the skill. I think they have the talent. I think they have the ability. I think they are all awesome dudes. But all that isn't going to get them to the promised land. They need the championship mindset. Hopefully, they get it. It's not too late. I can still give it to them. I can still give you the whole book. <laughs> Although I'm still writing it, but I can still give it to you. I can still break it down for you. It's not that hard. It's just that, that they're stubborn and they don't want to learn it because they think they know it all. That's what happens when you become an athlete, especially professionality. They think they know it all and they know, they know nothing. Let's put it that way. They know nothing. And they're not open to new possibilities, open to new opportunities, open to new experiences, open to new adventure, open to learning and growing and evolving. When you do that, you can do anything. I'll just say a quick, a quick fashion note. Um, hi, yeah, Jacob, hi. Okay, so um, fashion for you, your first suit that you wore, that blue one, very nice. Like blue is your color. So I'm gonna say, Jacob, blue, any kind of blue, light, I don't, except light blue. Dark blue, ranger blue, like suede blue, 
black and brown are your top five colors. I do not want to, I do not want to see you in gray. And I mean, your gray pants from last night were, I mean, the tie I liked, the dark blue tie was nice. And that longer jacket was very nice. Of course, Mika always looks good. Ben Harper looked pretty good too. Um, he looked good. Panarin always looks good. He looked good. I love his purplish tie with his blue suit. See? And then he has a light blue shirt. I mean, he looked perfect. And of course, I mean, come on now. Barclay always looks good. I love his little uh, polka dotted um, shirt. And then he's got the dark um, navy blue um, tie all that goes with his suit. Looks very nice. Looks nice. And then... Um, but like Jacob, like your first suit was really good. Like you looked really nice. Um, now it's like a light to me. I don't think that was gray. I'm just trying to see because the blue is like on it. Like it wasn't so bad. Like it's a darker gray. Okay, light gray no. Truba, light gray no. Dark gray yes. And you had your you had your facial hair on the first game when you played in that game. Like that's a, you look fucking hot with that facial hair. You need facial hair just like that. Just a little scrub on your face. Oh my god, have mercy on me. <laughs> have mercy on my heart. You look you look really awesome. Awesome. Now not everybody needs facial hair. We'll go. Through, I'll do that next time. Like not everybody needs facial hair on this team because not everybody can pull it off. Like, there's some guys that, like, look amazing with it, and it's part of, like, their branding. And then the other people on the team don't need it. Like, Panarin, no. No. Like, a little scruff, like, a very, very tiny bit amount on him looks good with his bald head. But that's it. Like, I think Laffy really should just shave his goatee. Just start from scratch. Get a light, like, a light... Um, goatee going, not a, not a heavy, like you have a heavy goatee on your face. Get that off. Shave your neck, make it look nice, look neat. I think that would really look really good on you. Like the way that like um, Lindy looks now, I love that. That's my, one of my favorite looks on him. Um, Barclay always looks good, but he's got to shave his neck. Um, Igor looks good with facial hair. Mika looks good, but shave your necks. Shave your neck. The hair should not be on your neck. It should be on your face. And your chin. But then your neck, like that part, like on the neck part, no. Um, Chris Cry always looks good with or without. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else? Brodinski looks good the way he has it now. His face looks, his face. His face looks good. Um, of course, Vinny. With Vinny Chochuk with his facial hair. He looks really good. Shave your neck, though. I saw, like, like shave your neck. Oh, my God. Um, I'm just trying to think. Who else? Like, off the top of my head without looking at anything. I'm just trying to think. Like, Kako cannot. Kako cannot have facial hair. First of all, you can't even see it. It's so, like, blonde that, like, he would have to, like, dye it for you to see it. Filipino looks very good with like a little facial hair, like a little scruff on his face. The scruff on his face, yes. Facial hair, no. But scruff, yes. Like there, that's what I'm saying. Like some guys need scruff, some guys need facial hair, and some guys need beards. So 
I'll do that next time. Although next podcast, I'm having a special guest. So um, that will wait for the week after before they do their, um, before they have opening night. I'll, I'll go over the colors that they all should wear for their suits and ties and their facial hair next time. So have a great Sunday. Have a great Sunday. Go Giants. Go Jets. For all those that that want the Giants to win, I hope your team does much better <laughs> than it has done. And I just hope that the Jets stunned everybody and that the MetLife Stadium plays Kanye West music. And I will tell you why, if you don't know, if you're not a Taylor Swift fan. Back in the day at the VMAs, Taylor Swift won for Best Album, and Kanye West thought Beyonce should have won. So he interrupted her and went up there and interrupted her with this whole stupid speech because, you know, he only cares about himself. So I think to get them, the Chiefs off their game because they have Taylor Swift in the building, you play Kanye West music. That's just my theory. Um, and I'm sick and tired of hearing about Taylor Swift at this game. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. And I guarantee you we're going to see her like every chance that NBC can get. She's going to be on TV. Ugh, so annoying. So take care. Have a great Sunday. Be safe. Be well. Be smart. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye.